Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kyrie Irving is a Dallas Maverick. Supposed to get the physical today and then the debut on Wednesday night against the L.A. Clippers. Sean Sharif, R.J. Choppy, and Bobby Belt now joined by the voice of your Mavericks. He is Chuck Cooperstein on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Good morning, Chuck. Your initial instant reaction yesterday when the news broke. It's shocking. <laughs> We're shocked. How could you not be shocked? And certainly with the uh, the speed that this all came about, uh, you know, Kyrie made the uh, – statement on Friday that he wanted to be traded and less than 48 hours later <laughs> there's a deal done and it's the Mavericks who got the deal done and uh, you know from the from the Mavericks standpoint their their willingness uh, to uh, identify the target and go all in and make it happen is is to be lauded they they decided that they were not going to be outbid for this guy. They felt like this is something they needed to do right now to get the team better than it's been. And you know, I think uh, any any fan wants their favorite team to act with you know that type of speed and and that type of and with that type of commitment. Uh, you know, we, you don't want to see them dallying around and, you know, getting it all out there and drip, drip and drip here. They just went and did it. And that's pretty stunning. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it all works out. Do you like the move personally? I mean, look, there's a, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good from a basketball standpoint, uh, you know, just from the play on the floor and what it can bring. And look, we all know what the negatives are. And all we can do is watch this play out. Uh, you know, the, the history suggests it won't work well. But you know what? We've seen upsets all the time, right? And may, maybe this is the place, uh, especially with uh, uh, Kyrie's relationship with Nico Harrison and with Jason Kidd, that maybe this is the right place. Now, he's had other relationships, seemingly good relationships in other places where it, ha- where it hasn't worked out. But maybe this is the one that does. And I think this is the one that, you know, we all – uh, who watch the Mavericks on a daily basis uh, have to bank on that this is the time that it will work. Um, if it doesn't work, it becomes obviously a very, very uh, expensive rental. And, you know, again, we're not going to know the answer to that for a few months yet. What do you think of the fit in terms of how they work on the offensive side of the floor? Well, I, I listen, I, I'm older than all of you, so I go back to when the New York Knicks acquired Earl Monroe from the Baltimore Bullets to play alongside Walt Frazier. And I remember back then, said, it will not work. It will, you know, both those guys need the ball in their hand in order, uh, in order to be great. And you know what? Everybody was wrong. It turned out absolutely fantastic. So the, the point being, if Luka and Kyrie want it to work, it will work. 
what I'm going to be interested to see is uh, what type of offense the Mavericks actually run. Is it going to be, you know, a continuation of uh, the high isolation game or, you know, just high pick and roll and pitch game that they've been playing? Or are they going to, you know, try to do some different things? What, what do they do with both uh, Luca and Kyrie as screeners? Can you use them as screeners, get them involved in the action, not necessarily with the ball, but really make the defense have to think about just what is actually happening out there and giving them a sense of uncertainty that would not uh, be the case otherwise. And yet, even with all that certainty that uh, you knew what was coming with the Mavericks offense, you know, the Mavericks offense is still an elite offense. It's now more elite. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around that. What does this do for the defensive side of the ball? There are issues. Look, there were issues beforehand. I mean, the Mavericks are 24th in defensive rating. Uh, they've been better here of late uh, in the last, uh, you know, before uh, Saturday night against Golden State. They had really been playing uh, pretty well on the defensive end, actually. Um, you know, better defensive rating and, uh, you know, obviously a lot fewer points allowed. They've had some, you know, some excellent defensive games. Now, listen, ne- no one's going to confuse uh, – uh, Kyrie Irving for Gary Payton in his prime, right? Okay, that's not that's not going to happen. Uh, you're you're going to see, I think, a, a lot of uh, higher scoring games, even than what the Mavericks have already had this year. Uh, but look, you know, we're still 72 hours from the deadline, right? I mean, yeah. who knows what else they're going to do here? So I think it's 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 hard to, it's hard to judge what the ultimate effect of this is going to be until. We get to 2 o'clock on Thursday, and uh, the deadline comes and goes, and we see what else has happened. We're talking with Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavericks here on Sean and RJ on 105 Through the Fan. Chuck, when you look at, you know, you talked about how quickly this deal seemed to came together from the, the time Kyrie put out that he wanted to be traded to now he's here in Dallas. There were rumblings, I know, uh, different reports back in like October, then November, and stuff like that, that the Cowboys or, or that the Mavericks had coveted bringing Kyrie in here. Do you think this is something that they were at least sort of casually working on or at least getting an idea from the Nets of, hey, what, what would it take? And that maybe gave them a baseline that they were able to get this done so quickly. I did like the Freudian slip, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> How will Jerry try to top this 840? <laughs> Tune in next month to find out for sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, look, I, general managers always talk. I mean, it's to think that, you know, I, I think there's an impression out there that whether it's Mark or Nico Harrison or, you know, any or any other Michael Finley, you know, obviously is a huge part of the front office that all these guys just sit around and twiddle their thumbs all day is absurd. I mean, these guys are always working. They're always talking. And whether it be in, in the broadest terms or in these, you know, the highly, uh, uh, the, the, the high terms that we're talking about here where it's just it's so narrowly, highly focused, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, when you're trying to get something like this done, they're always talking. So I, I, don't, I don't doubt for a second that in the Mavericks offices, they have a, they have a, they have a big board and they probably have a list of you know, who, who might be available, uh, who is available, no chance to get that guy or whatever. And you, Go and you talk to your fellow uh, executives, and you sort of get a lay of the land and see what's going on. And you know the idea. You know Mark Cuban has used the term really ever since he bought the franchise. We're going to be opportunistic. 
and they found an opportunity and they just they went all in they, they pushed all the chips into the center of the table outside of obviously Luca and and what they hope that pairing can be with him and Kyrie who on this roster do you think most immediately benefits either from the freed up minutes or, or potentially being able to blend with Kyrie um, I mean, I don't know if if that materially changes. Uh, I mean, I, I think that there's going to be an adjustment period, I think, for, for everybody to having those two guys on the floor. I think the guy that may have to adjust the most, at least in the short term, uh, is Tim Hardaway, because I don't know that he'll get quite as many shots uh, as he as he's had uh, well, this season. Uh, he, he's and you know he's had the ball in his hands quite a bit as well. Uh, you know, trying to create from the wing. I don't think he's going to have the ball in his hands. He may be more of a catch and shoot guy now. Uh, I, I think he's the one that probably will wind up adjusting the most. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think, given the the skill sets of the remaining players, that they're necessarily going to have to change that much. You know, I, I look at Reggie Bullock. He's a catch and shoot guy, and obviously a guy really is is. Still pretty good on the defensive end of the board. They're definitely going to need that. I think Josh Green's game fits really well as a a secondary uh, creator. Uh, you know, not that again. He's that third creator that we all want. You know, like the Mavericks had last year uh, in their run to the Western Conference Finals. But uh, he's certainly getting better in that area. He's playing with a lot more confidence. I, I think his game pretty well complements uh, what uh, Kyrie and Luca bring to the table. So I don't know that there's necessarily. Uh, a whole lot. Maybe, you know, listen, maybe Christian Wood doesn't get quite as many shots as he would otherwise, but maybe they wind up being better shots. And for a guy that's already pretty darn efficient, that would be a, a big plus, I think. What do you do at the end of the year? Do you go two year? Do you go four year? Or does it, does he even see this as a long-term option for him? Or is he just looking to get to LA? You really want me to get inside that guy's head? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, nobody knows. And Frank, I don't know if he knows. I really don't know if he knows. And and, and I think anybody who who says that they do uh, is is just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping that it sticks. Chuck, is there anyone um, else, like personality wise, you can think of that you've ever covered that reminds you of him and? And pretend that we've never watched basketball before. How would you describe his game? And does that remind you of anyone else ever? Isn't he a lot like Terrell Owens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. You know, we, it's, it's, Terrell Owens was an immensely talented player and an immensely complicated person. And uh, I, Kyrie is very much, I think, in that mode. Now, uh, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't end well here with, with Owens. Uh, even though he was really incredibly productive in the time that he was here, but it was it was always an adventure. I mean, I, I don't know what that's going to be with Kyrie, but certainly the track record suggests that those those two are are pretty similar. Um, and I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. What was the uh, back half of that? His game, like, just how would you describe his game to someone who, who's never watched basketball before? Does he re remind you of anyone from that aspect? I think he's he's pretty original. I mean, because his ability to finish as a small guy at six two, I, I don't know that we've ever seen anyone at that size who can finish with such creativity uh, the way he does. And obviously, he's got you know, one of the great handles uh, of all time. Um, he's you know to the point where he's not 
he's such a good ball handler and able to create his own shot that he's not necessarily a great assist guy, but I don't think it's necessarily because he's selfish in that regard. I mean, I just think he just, he just knows how to get to the rim and he knows how to finish. Um, his, his game is pretty original. Uh, maybe there's some people out there smarter than I am that can come up with a comparison, but right now I can't. Voice of the Mavs, Chuck Cooperstein on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Chuck, what were some of the other – who are some of the other names that are out there in rumors? Were, were there some names that you were thinking about for the Mavericks? And and also, what else could we look for if they're looking for some defense and, and rebounding help? What, what were some other possibilities or scenarios you had heard or you were thinking about? To be honest with you, Sean, I, I had not heard much, and I hadn't really thought of much because I, I really – before this all came down, I thought that if the Mavericks were going to do anything, that it would really be on the margins and that they were going to save it all up for the summer and see where they were, uh, you know, after conveying the pick to the Knicks, uh, you know, and have all the, the, the high-level draft choices available to make the deal that uh, with, the, uh, with the amount of capital that it seems like you have to have in order to make that type of deal. Um, you know, it does say something, too, about what the Mavericks did give up compared to uh, what uh, Minnesota, uh, you know, what Minnesota had to give up for uh, for Gobert or what Cleveland had to give up for Donovan Mitchell, that this is what uh, the Mavericks were had to give up. And it's it's not insignificant what, what they gave up, but certainly it's not the, the hall of draft choices and established players that, uh, that those two teams got. Um, but, I, again uh, – I was not even really thinking very much about the trade deadline, you know, certainly the way you guys do in, in, in talk radio, uh, just because I thought that they're that they were going to just save it up and, and and worry about really making the big splash in the summertime and just, you know, making the best of, of what has been, you know, at times, uh, you know, a, a pretty decent situation. I mean, that, again, offensively, they were really, really good. Uh, you know, defensively, they started to come around. You, you, you're kind of thinking about like last year where uh, it kicked in for them the second half of the season and they played great. And you're thinking, well, maybe this can happen again. And so that that's how really I was thinking about it. I really wasn't thinking of them uh, basically making the trade that breaks NBA Twitter and uh, mm-hmm. and sets the whole NBA on fire. And that's exactly what they've done. So, Chuck, we have a Christian Wood divide. A uh, lot of us and fans love him, second most talented player. Why doesn't he get in the minutes? And then we keep hearing from people within the organization, uh, we're not looking at the missed assignments. We're, we're missing some things when it comes to professionalism. He may still be uh, number one on the trade block. What are your impressions of Christian Wood? Again, he's uh, he's a he's a talent. He's a real talent. Uh, on the offensive end, he's a one. He's he's very much uh, a one-way player. I think he has tried to be better defensively, and certainly there were moments before he broke his thumb, especially when it came to rim protection, uh, where he had done exactly what the Mavericks had hoped he would. But uh, you know, the the raw numbers. If you just look at the raw numbers, they tell you that uh, the defense without him is not uh, without him is better than it is when it is with him. Um, you know, it's, it's telling that he's been with a lot of franchises that he has this talent and has this uh, unique offensive ability. And yet he's not been able to stick. I, you know, I don't know why, you know, I'm not around, you know, in every practice and, and uh, you know, at every moment with them. 
Um, but you would think that even as an expiring contract, that you know he he would have some trade value to uh, to another team again, just to be able to you know take his fourteen point seven off the books and uh, uh, you know and and go from there. But you know is is he you know is he the answer uh, on a great team? And the, and the thing is, you know what, guys, we don't know because in his entire career, Christian Wood has never played in really important games and certainly has never played in a playoff game. <laughs> so you're, you're trying to weigh all of this in the last 72 hours before the trade deadline. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very tough call. It, it really is um, because there's clearly something that suggests that he could be great and you don't want to miss out on that. But, uh, you know, if there's something that you feel that's more of a sure thing, uh, at least as, certainly as it comes to experience in playing in important games, uh, then you might be more willing to, to roll the dice and deal them and try to, to get something back that you're uh, a little more comfortable with. Chuck, thank you so much for the time and the insight, and congratulations. This is going to be fun, I think. Have fun. <laughs> oh, no, the, the, the games are going to be spectacular. We're, we're going to have entertainment. It's going to be Highlight Central. Uh, I don't have any doubt about that. Thank you so much, man. Chuck Cooperstein, uh, the great voice of the Dallas Mavericks on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Antonio Brown finally admits what we all knew. Who is he blaming for it? And a Texas-Oklahoma delay in the world of college football. Why? Next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trevor Lawrence dancing with the back line. Throws a pick. Jair Alexander with a touchdown for the NFC. They bring the pressure from who else? Micah Parsons. That was the call from ABC ESPN. Micah pressuring T-Law. Jair Alexander with the pick six. I was really entertained. Uh, I think that was much better than the actual game with pads. The guys seemed to care, seemed to compete, had a lot of fun. Bobby, did you say like the earlier Pro Bowl ratings for all their other events was low? Yes, it was uh, It was actually down from previous years. So uh, at least the little like 
fun and games. The Double Dare, as we were talking about earlier, the Double Dare Pro Bowl was not doing great. Yeah, it got uh, people two plus, so two years and older. Uh, it got 28,500 to watch in DFW. Mm. Holmes. Was Ollie part of that, Sean? Uh, no, he oh. was out and about with the uh, the other family members. Since I had to uh, record with NBC5. Oh. Yes. Shout out, Sophia. Is that it? So 0.3. 0.3. Not good. And, Not uh, good here. Yeah. So that was uh, that was on, uh, what was it, uh, Friday or Thursday was the, it was Thursday night, I guess, was the, the skills challenges. Yeah. N- nationally, uh, it drew a million viewers. Okay. The skills stuff. Yes. Yeah. The 7 p.m. broadcast on EP- ESPN on Thursday. And look, we had Chris Arnold and Alec Medford, the only, like the all. this is a good thing for us. But I was also desperate to hear some NBA people break down this Kyrie trade, and I could not get it yesterday at all. It was Chris Arnold, Alec Medford, all of us hopping on right here, the only live and local station and show for Kyrie Irving Irving information. But ESPN, ESPN 2, can I get an ESPN 3? Can I get NBA TV? Nothing. No live coverage whatsoever as I was dying to hear anyone in the world. I wanted to hear everyone's opinion. I'm falling asleep to podcast last night at like 11.15, staying up just to get all the angles and all the different analysis, and there was no TV coverage for it at all. So I'm going to assume the Pro Bowl number may be decent. I'm going to assume that. But McAfee was interesting. He did a nice job on there. Uh, and you got plenty of Cowboys with Biotish, uh falling down in... The tug of war. You had Diggs with a pick six of his brother, Stefan. That was a really cool moment. You had Micah. They were out there BSing with Snoop. I think Micah and, and Trayvon had like a fanboy moment when they uh, they asked Snoop to record a promo with them. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg. We're hanging out with 7-Eleven. We up all night. All night. All night, boys. Baby, up all night, boys. What's happening? So there you go. I think they want to be referred to now as the all-night boys for 7-Eleven with Snoop and the sign-off. I thought it was really cool seeing the Mannings on the walkie-talkies like call the plays. That was interesting, but I'm giving it a thumbs up. So uh, I'm happy with what they did. Yeah, I, I, from from the uh, yeah, I saw sort of the end of it. Um, I was at baseball for the beginning of it, but it was entertaining. I enjoyed the flag football aspect of it way more. Did you watch more of this or the Grammys? Who watched the Grammys? I didn't know they were on. I didn't know they were on until the awards went out last night. You didn't know? No. Wow. Really? Peyton? I just refreshed Twitter. I, I didn't keep up with it. I saw Lizzo won record of the year, and I was like, eh, glad I didn't watch. I think Wait, you- I thought Harry Styles won record of the year. No, Lizzo won record of the year. They couldn't find Beyonce or something. I guess she arrived late. She was, like, stuck in traffic. She set, like, the all-time record for an amount of Grammys. She's coming to DFW, by the way. Beyonce doesn't have a, a, a like a police escort to clear the traffic. I hope not. She doesn't deserve one. People don't deserve police escorts for that. If you're famous, you do. Just get one and get the traffic out of the way. Only if you're a football team. That's right. Football yeah, team's got a football it. Team. Yeah. All right. Speaking of football, Antonio Brown finally admitted what many of us thought, except to do a little bit of a curb yeah. curveball for. Always blaming for CTE. I wanted to tell you guys that I think James Harrison gave me CTE. James Harrison had a legal helmet for over 20 years in the NFL, and he hit me one time. And ever since he hit me, I've been super aggressive. 
So blame James Harrison for my CTE. Okay. All right. That's why he's sliding into Slater's DMs with the the little sneaky link emoji. <laughs> That's right. It's James Harrison's fault. Now, 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 for reference, James Harrison, um, he said he had a legal helmet for over twenty years in the NFL. James Harrison played like fifteen years, so not not quite over twenty. That years math in the NFL. ain't mathing. That math isn't, isn't working too well. Uh, but you know, they were like teammates. So was he doing this in practice, yeah, it was or that it was was it the one year that he that he was somewhere else? It's it's obviously wild speculation, but it has been suggested before. People have wondered like. Antonio Brown was never quite the same. He really seemed it was to kind of change Vontaze when Perfect, perfect. when Vontez Perfect hit yeah. him, yeah, and and really rocked it. Like that is when he sort of started to veer. But that's also around the time, not too far after he left Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin wasn't there to make sure he was kept in check. Yeah, it was supposed to be the perfect hit. Yeah, and then James Harrison gets thrown under the bus. Like I want to, I, I want to think like he's he's like trying to be genuine and sincere and honest, but I'm like this feels like just another target, like another hit. No pun intended. He's trying to take someone else out and mess Maybe. with someone like he's been messing with Brady. Maybe. That's who the Mavs just traded for. Yeah. Well. Maybe. Essentially, I don't think it's that bad yet. But the difference is, is that you he's know, not that bad. I mean, he had to. He caused a national outrage and was forced to sit out games for two weeks. If one was yeah. going to date your daughter one night out on a date, and your daughter's of, of age, we're making sure, of, of course. Which one? Uh, you have to pick. One. I have to pick one. You're gonna pick Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. I pick Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Like the difference is, is like you know, Kyrie is. You know, let's just say Antonio's right that he has CTE. Like that means that he's not really in charge of his faculties at, at times. He's got a cognitive, you know, issue. Mm-hmm. Um. My dad has a cognitive issue. He has, he knows not what he is doing. He has no control over that. If you have a cognitive issue, you do you have, you have very little control. And Kyrie Irving does not have that. We don't think. We yeah, don't think. I, yeah. Well, I, and I'll say this: that I think the difference between the two of them mainly is I think Kyrie just has very different viewpoints. There are I don't know if it's CT or what. There are things about Antonio Brown that don't seem right, like like that seem mm-hmm. mentally unwell. Yeah, and so. All right, Choppy, what's going on? We're getting a little SEC, Big 12 SEC delay for Bobby's Longhorns. Yes, we are. Um, it does appear. So this happened over the weekend. The Big 12. I like this background music, by the way. Turn it up. Let's hear this. Yeah. It sounds very hip and cool. It does sound very hip and cool. <laughs> it sounded much less hip and cool the way you said it, though. <laughs> it almost sounds like uh, that old uh, Dunk City remix that Florida Gulf Coast used to use. Sounds kind of like Rack City. Rack yeah, City. Yeah, right? yeah that's yeah. it. They used, they called it Dunk City. Yeah, it's Rack City, City yeah. Tiger. So, Big 12 is ready for Texas and OU to leave. <laughs> uh, but it's taking a long time. Why? Why is it taking such a long time? Inflation. Um, it's n- <laughs> could be inflation. Mm. OU. Everything and- now is inflation and in the script. That's the in new the script. Those are the new <laughs> social <laughs> media things for the past two weeks. Yep. Uh, the Big 12 wants the big, uh, OU and Texas out of there. OU and Texas wants to leave. And right now, it is boiling down to Fox and ESPN cannot come to an agreement on how to... So, without getting into too much detail because it's boring stuff, all, all the Big 12 schools entered into a grant of rights agreement with the conference where they gave over their television rights to the conference, which then turned it over to Fox and ESPN, yada, yada, yada. They also entered into a 99-year agreement, which meant that all these schools had to stay in the conference for 99 years. And that's the problem. That's the sticking point. 
Fox has gone to ESPN and said, we need to be made whole. Every Big 12 school gets $40 million a year. That's why it's going to cost $80 million bucks for these two schools to leave early. Um, so what, what, what Fox wants is Texas is going to play a non-conference game against, like, Michigan coming up uh, or Notre Dame. Oklahoma is going to play a non-conference game coming up with another major school. Fox wants ESPN to give them those games. The mm-hmm. SEC in 2024 goes exclusively to ESPN, so CBS is out. I think CBS is taking over the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so what they want is Fox wants that game. Fox wants those those couple of games to be made whole, and ESPN is like, no, we're not going to do that. All they have to do is agree to some a little bit of TV money to be transferred from one to the other, and ESPN Fox have become major rivals in college football uh, for like the, the the power. Once they do that. They could basically leave tomorrow, but it appears now that that's not going to happen, and these two schools will be in the Big Twelve for the duration of their of their of their uh, agreement, which means what two more seasons? Which means what junior year before Arch Manning gets to get to the SEC? Oh, yes. Which yes. I bet I bet he, I bet he was under the belief he by his sophomore year he'd be playing SEC games. I, yeah, I don't God, think. I hope he, well, I. I don't hope for selfish reasons he transfers, but just to screw the Longhorn fan base, I, I hope he transfers. Out. I would cry. <laughs> I would come you in here and cry. You pull a on the Masters being canceled? No, it wouldn't be a single tier. It would be balling. <laughs> I'm on, I, I agree with you. I think Arch is under the impression that he would never play a single down in the Big 12. Well, yeah, because he, like, he enrolled early, didn't he? Yeah. So he enrolled early, and this is getting extended past what they thought. But so at he's... least we know no Manning would ever pull something like that and leave. Yeah. And bail. Yeah, they they wouldn't try and dictate terms uh, <laughs> to to an arranged agreement for sure. They've never done that before. And he keeps losing his student ID pass. Apparently, that's like three times his uh, new student ID card. They found Listen, it on campus. He's just like his uncle, man. Peyton had no idea what he was doing. He's he, like, I don't need to carry around an ID pass. It's like these. It's like all these former players who walk into arenas and they're like. Yeah. I'm Patrick Ewing. You don't know who I am. Those, Let me in. Those Manning facial features run deep. They Ooh. do run. They do run very deep. The winners and losers of the Kyrie Irving trade and how Jerry Jones is getting called out for it next on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Metroplex. It's a Kyrie Irving Monday here on DFW Sports Station. Choppy and I are excited about it. Uh, at Fanball, when we were talking to Tolos, I was pulling you over to conversations, and you said beforehand you wanted this to happen. You always, you always take the talent and not care about any of the intangibles or the personality. I'll worry about because you, you know you can you can't you can't teach. It's the old baseball adage, right? You can't teach ninety eight. Can't teach a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball. Yep. All right. You could you could teach the other things. Uh, I will. Fi- I'll try my best to figure it out. Give me a guy who is as talented as he is, and I'll figure out all the rest. And if I can't figure it out, I can't figure it out. But the Mavs are taking the we're going to go down swinging approach. I, I I applaud that. We 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 can't have it both ways. We've been begging this team to do something for twenty years. We've been begging them to bring in a player for 20 years to either help Dirk or help Luka. You know, they took a swing. You know, Broadus was always saying this about, he said this about the uh, the Rangers, right? And I was like, eh, I'm not really in on DeGrom. He's always hurt lately. Last couple years have been meh, he's been hurt. You know, but he said, look, you know, we've been asking them to do something. They finally do something. Like, like at least they're trying. You want a front office that's trying. Well, I, I kind of amend that statement a little bit. I, sure. I don't have to support whatever you do as your big swing crazy move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not unreasonable to say, how about, you know, making a move that feels a little more stable? My you can't have it both ways approach is if you think that Mark Cuban and the Mavs front office is so inept and such failures at their job, then don't come to me with this sucks because you think they would have done something better. Or there's something else around the corner. You've told us, we all have agreed mostly in DFW over the past few months, we have no faith in the Mavs front office that they're basically going to have Luka Doncic walk out the door. Okay, so that leads me to believe they weren't going to pull off some type of miracle, great supporting cast role move to make the Mavs a legit championship contender and make Luka happy and make Luka stay. That's where I'm coming from. That's where we can't have it both ways. You can't have zero belief in Cuban and Nico doing something else and then hate this at the same time because this is an alternative to it. Here's Woj on ESPN on how the deal got done. The Dallas-Brooklyn talks accelerated quickly today, and uh, the Mavericks wanted to get – I think both sides wanted to get a deal done. I think Dallas – they may have put more – uh, in terms of dra- draft compensation, a draft pick compensation in the deal uh, than they might have. But they wanted to get this thing done. They didn't want to lose Kyrie Irving elsewhere in the league. And also for Brooklyn, they were ready to be done with this Kyrie Irving situation. They got back what they hoped they would 
which was a point guard, a wing player uh, that they can plug into their lineup right now. They had Spencer Dinwiddie before. They're familiar with him. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, a very good wing player in this league. And now for Brooklyn, they want to get back to work. They've got the three draft picks they got in this trade. They have a future Philadelphia first-round pick, and they'll be aggressive with those picks to go out between now and Thursday's trade deadline uh, to try to get more help around Kevin Durant. So the Nets are still trying to save KD. The Suns are already sniffing around uh, Durant after they made an offer that involved Chris Paul and Jay Crowder uh, that the Nets shut down in favor of ours. LeBron is not happy at all. He tweeted out, maybe it's just me. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's me. Did you notice he capitalized every word? I did not notice. Oh, uh, is, there a, is there a meaning behind that, Bobby? I don't know. Jesse Holly does it, that. You it can stands out more, I guess, to the audience. I have no idea, though. Maybe oh. it's me. Tim McMahon says the Kyrie extension talks with the Mavs are expected to be put off until this summer. He's eligible for a two-year extension now and a four-year deal in the summer. If the Mavs-Kyrie union does not continue, Mavs will have close to max salary cap space this summer. So this makes a lot of Tolos feel okay in case this thing's end, this thing ends up in flames, which we all think it eventually will, will it just be at the end of this season in a year or in two years? And then, of course, all the fake fluff out there. Kyrie is said to be ecstatic about the trade and looking forward to joining forces with Luca and the kid Nico connection, blah, blah, blah. None of that crap matters. He does not care. He does not care. None of these relationships matter Uh, There's no way to predict how he's going to act except for probably negatively and as a toxic, poisonous cancer. But we do have a co-star finally. Talent. This is what talent gets you. Mm -hmm. You got a co-star. You got a talent. You need talent. You can't do this without a talented player somewhere on your team. Yeah, and I think that's the important distinction or the the right descriptor that you just gave. It was co-star. Like, this isn't a number two. Like, everybody's been claiming for, like, clamoring for a Robin. This isn't a Robin. This is, like, this is, you've got two legit, like, stars. This is, not only is it the superstars, highest scoring backcourt in the league right now, averaging 60 points a game this year, it's also probably the basketball smartest in the league. From an IQ, from a basketball IQ standpoint, the back it's probably the smartest backcourt in the league from a basketball IQ standpoint. Check out some of the guys available in free agency, by the way. And again, it doesn't have to be free agents, right? You can go and get a Zach Levine, maybe you, you know some other people that aren't happy in their current situation. I don't think it's the greatest class. Um, so here you go. It's not <laughs> Russ. No, this is just based on this year's salary, by the way. Russ Middleton. Harden, Kyrie, KP, Kevin Love, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Vucevic, Draymond, Van Vliet, okay, uh, Harrison Barnes, still, Jeremy Grant, Bogdanovich, Lavert, Gary Trent Jr., Beasley, Will Barton, Derrick Rose. Now you're underneath, and Christian Wood, and now you're underneath fourteen million million a year. So. You know, those are some of the guys that are available right now if you want to get them in the offseason. Dwight Powell, um, but nothing like Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, he's available. Give me Vucevic. I'll take, yeah. I'll take, I'll take Nikola Vucevic, or I'll take, uh, I'd take Jeremy Grant. But yeah, it's, it's not like there's no, 
like LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, like opportunity out there in free agency this offseason. Isn't Jeremy Grant what OKC got back for Harden when they traded him to Houston? Uh, was he involved in that? Look at the value as well. Broadus was talking to some people in the league, and they were like, compare the value of the Harden deal to this. If you're if you're mad and upset about the Mavs giving up too much, compare what it took to get Harden to Brooklyn compared to this, and you're going to feel much better about it. Much better. Winners and losers. This is from uh, the big lead. Winners, I just happen to agree with all these, so I, I decided to reference the big lead for once. Because you never would. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, winners, Kyrie Irving. He, he got what he wanted. He shut it down with a loser move with his boy who put who vouched for him in Kevin Durant, and he's like, no, I don't care that I am a walking distraction. I want my extension, and I want my extension now. And when their owner, who I have respect for, Joe Sy, said, no, we just want you to shut up until June. We want you to stay out of the headlines. Don't be a distraction for a couple months. And then we can talk about extending you. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Total loser move, but Kyrie still ends up as a winner. Luka Doncic, winner, I agree with. Apparently, Luka signed off on this and was a supporter of it. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, winner. We all laughed when reports came out the Mavs were willing to part with Finney-Smith in exchange for a superstar. We did. I did. And yet, here we are as a central part of a package. Uh, so, Dorian Finney-Smith can now laugh at us. Losers, the Nets. Kevin Durant goes from playing with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, to Spencer Dinwiddie and Ben Simmons. That's what Kyrie... What is Kevin Durant feeling this morning? So, the Nets are losers. KD is a loser for what he tried to build there in Brooklyn. And the LA Lakers are a big big loser because LeBron James wanted this badly yep. and I was worried it was weird on Saturday at Fanball I was like, is it weird that I don't want the Lakers to get Kyrie but I'm terrified of the Mavs getting him that was my they weird feeling oh yeah because you know Kyrie has like, worked with LeBron before it's worked and I and I agree with some people who said the Lakers may have won the West if they added Kyrie Irving to LeBron and Anthony Davis Certainly might have. I, I mean, mean, who wants to play? Who wants? They may not have won the West, but who wants to face that? I, I, I wouldn't. It's a, it's a nightmare matchup. They could beat you inside. They could beat you outside. They could beat you on the drive. I mean, they're, they're, they could do everything right there. You know, the Mavs, yeah, they got a tremendous backcourt now. Uh, defensively, it could be a struggle. Who knows? But oh, yeah, we do know. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be horrific. Luca's better than people give him credit for. Uh, and some of the advanced numbers show that Kyrie was a better defender this year than Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, but it's still going to be a very... I mean, this is going to be 140 points a night. The Mavs without Luka this year, 0-7, as they lost to the Warriors the other night when Steph got hurt. 30th in defense, 30th in field goal percentage, 30th in three-point percentage, 30th in net rating, 28th in offense. That from Mavs Muse, who is a phenomenal follow, in my opinion, on social media. But, man, if they could somehow turn, turn Bertans or Hardaway or Christian Wood into rebounding and defense. Uh, Bobby Marks put out the trade. We would like to make the Mavs. Uh, the trade he wanted to see the Mavs make before the Kyrie deal was going to be Hardaway, Bertans, and a 2027 top 10 first. For Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre Jr., and Jalen McDaniels. 
So he still has a deal. Maybe someone does want to take on Hardaway, Bertans, able to unload it, and the Mavs can get some nice role players because we, we got a defense and we got a depth problem, no doubt about it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the depth is going to be an issue. This was not an issue uh, you know, necessarily. And did y'all, did y'all know, sorry, before this, I, I don't think anyone's brought this up. That may, it's been unfair to Cuban. Bobby Marks said that the Mavs had an open roster spot and they were 16 and a half over the luxury tax. They were projected to pay a $31 million penalty. So for all this talk of Cuban being a cheapskate and not being willing to spend, they were before the Kyrie trade in luxury tax land. Really? With an open roster spot. I took this from Bobby Marks on ESPN. Isn't that surprising? I, I, I had no idea about that. I mean, we had talked about how frugal they've been. And how they don't want to spend money. Well, yeah, Bassick had me convinced Mark was, was on food stamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 31 over the luxury. He hasn't paid it in so long. Maybe he is. Yeah. Uh, no, I think also it, you look at it and say that they they mismanaged at other points and they've tried their best to be frugal to undo those mistakes. And when they think they're making a frugal move, like, oh, let's move off the Porzingis contract, they're then bringing on, okay, well, you're getting Bertans and Dinwiddie who are under contract as considered overpaid players for three years. And so, like, I think there's just, some of it is just, it's just been bad moves. I think he's tried to be cheap and he just hasn't succeeded this year in terms of the contracts that he stacked up, putting them over the luxury tax. You know, maybe not the exact parallel, but after the Cowboys lost to San Fran, I said, I just felt trapped. And... I don't know what's going to make me feel any different. That's why I'm fine with McCarthy for Kellen. It's something different. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Mavs are trapped as well. We know it's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact that this team was not winning this year's NBA championship. Uh, We know it's a fact that Luka Doncic was getting ticked. We know it's a fact that Mark Cuban was getting destroyed and killed by everyone in town. So this this is a changeup, and I'm a fan of that. You know where your ceiling uh-huh. is. You cannot win the title. Your superstar is demanding help. He's not happy. And now you got to stick a dynamite for better or worse. It's probably going to be worse, but how long can you go without it blowing up on you? Yeah, I mean, but you got firepower. The, the West is not, is very winnable. I mean, they, look, there's yes. with, with, with the way the previous roster was, you know, I could see it. I could see them making a, a run in the playoffs, but never a championship with the previous roster. The West is that winnable. And now you've added, uh, you know, you got you got to make it work. Like it's 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 like two and a half months, three yeah. months, twenty games left in the regular season. Yeah, there's twenty games left, and then plus you know another two months of the post, a month and a half of the post. A long time in Kyrie months. <laughs> yeah. It's like dog years. Yeah, dog that's years. A, that's a yeah that that uh, could that could turn very quickly. Let's take some Tolo phone calls. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. What is Vegas now saying about the Mavs? Why is Jerry Jones getting blamed after Kyrie got traded here? Some Tolo Kyrie calls with the Monday edition final hour next on Sean and RJ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.